Welcome to Living from Happiness, where we explore the art and science of happiness and well-being. I'm Dr. Melanie Harth here on KSFR 101.1 FM. And oh my, we've been breathing hard already, listeners. <laughs> my guest Sylvia Stenitzer and I, because you know, we're 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 conversant with technology, but we're not exactly, at least I am not exactly a rocket scientist when it comes to technology. And so here we are talking about our nervous systems, what to do when we get triggered, talking about even trauma responses, talking about super cool things like embodied awareness. And so Sylvia Stenitzer and I are going to be uh, sort of modeling all that for you because we're <gasps> a little activated and we're working with our nervous systems right now. I swear, Sylvia, welcome back to Living From Happiness. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Sylvie's a licensed professional clinical counselor in Santa Fe. She has a private practice as a psychotherapist, and she also trains the trainers, offering continuing education workshops throughout the year for licensed counselors. So you have an interesting perspective in that you sort of have a foot in both worlds, working with clients, members of the general public, as well as training the counselors who also work with the general public. And also, I think you also get involved in occasionally clinical consultation with professional colleagues. If there's an issue that, an ethical issue, a confusing issue for colleagues uh, that needs to get cleared up. So you, you circle around in a lot of important worlds in the fields of healing and the art and science, if you will, of psychotherapy and happiness and well-being. What do you think about all that, Sylvia, that I just said? Is that correct? Yes, you ex you explained that or you presented that really well. Um, that's what I am doing. That's how I spend my time most, <laughs> mostly. That's where my passion is. Mm -hmm. Is the human psyche? Why is your passion? Why is your passion there with the human psyche and relationships? What got? What brought you to this? Either owning of who you are, or the passion to understand better. Oh, um, I hope this is of interest for people. <laughs> but I really um, the passion for humans and the human psyche comes really from trying to understand myself and to learn to follow my calling, mm -hmm. the, 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 the calling of my soul, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, that, that, and that really got me on the journey. And my own, I have to always mention that I have it on my website, my own suffering. Mm -hmm. My own, um, you know, where I come from, growing up, uh, feelings of loneliness, of inadequacy, of loss, all of this mm -hmm. kindled my interest to um, become fully human. <laughs> yes, maybe yeah, to become... And, and, and I don't know, yeah, what it means to be fully human. Yeah. And, and maybe, I, I don't know this is true, but I, I I'm resonating with what you're saying because I, that's true for me as well that's why i became a psychologist mm -hmm. because i come from a background of childhood trauma dysfunctional family as so many of us do mm -hmm. and I, I knew there was more than the suffering and i didn't want to live from fear all the time. I'm not saying that I'm like perfect and walk on water about this because I'm scared all a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm scared a lot. In fact, I'm yeah. I'm 68 years old, and I just I've just said to somebody yesterday in a professional business training thing. Okay, it's time to out myself at my age, and the reason I'm doing it now at my age is because what I said to her 
yesterday was, I cannot die without having done this because I was too afraid. So uh. I have, I don't want to, I don't, I can't let myself be too afraid to do a thing that is not scary. I mean, really, I'm not talking about, I don't know, bungee jumping, which is terrifying and I will never do because I don't care about it. But, but it's that idea that there's more beyond the fear for me. And, yes. and there's more than just suffering and feeling bad and being too scared to move. Now, I don't know if any of that is true for you as well, Sylvia Stenitzer. Yes, Melanie, Hoff. <laughs> uh, and uh, how, you know, your program and uh, your, your program is called Living from Happiness. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So I think that what you just revealed about yourself uh, resonates with me and I think with many of our listeners. And uh, I have to say my most, I work mostly with women. So I'm... Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I speak as a woman and uh, working with women majorly mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that there is what you just expressed is really in the field and the awareness of women to uh, overcome fear. And sometimes we talked before the feelings of helplessness mm -hmm. um, to find happiness, agency, and happiness and mm -hmm. full expression, mm -hmm. the full expression of who I am and um, to live fully mm -hmm. with the fear, with all yes. of it. Yeah. Yes. And, and that is part of it. This um, idea of happiness, I think, is a complex and nuanced notion and what I've learned in my own life and in working with my clients, which I think is also true for you, Sylvia, the, the point of all of it for me is being able to hold more, even all of what is. Now, I think that's holding all of what is as it is in each moment is asking a lot. I think it's a nice goal. I, you know, every once in a while in a tiny little a second of magic, I can do that and then it's gone. It, it's really elusive. But to hold more of what is true, I am scared right now. I, I feel a little ungrounded. I don't really know what I'm doing. Am I being logical and linear? Am I supporting you, the guest? Am I speaking... And I know what I'm doing and professional and you and I uh, have worked together before. So all of that is happening. We're a little yes. late because we did a bit of it, a bit of it. All of this is happening in the, in the world, the external world, I think is becoming sort of more overwhelming all the time for so many people. Yes. And, and the more we can hold of our own overwhelm, and our fear and our anxiety, our sadness. I think there's so much sadness and grieving at so many losses these days. Uh, so much seems to be falling down around us and it becomes more difficult and you're mm -hmm. nodding your head, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to go into now sort of some of the modalities and terminology that you use, Sylvia Stenitzer, in your work. You use a really eclectic approach which emphasizes experiential therapies such as action methods and psychodrama, embodied mindfulness practice, I love that, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. interpersonal neurobiology, my favorite big syllable word, phrase. <laughs> what is, what's an experiential therapy, for instance? What's psychodrama? Oh, well, psychodrama is, um, is an action oriented, dynamic, group approach, group therapy, really. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, I feel that psychodrama and interpersonal neurobiology are really going hand in glove mm -hmm. in the sense that uh, Moreno, who was the uh, founder, Jacob Moreno, the founder of psychodrama, who actually lived at the same time as Freud in Vienna, mm -hmm. uh, the turn of the last century, mm -hmm. And um, a little later, too, of course, um, he, um, he recognized that we, we learn in action. Mm -hmm. You know, our, we use our senses as, as little ones 
uh, to communicate with the world and others. And they communicate also through the senses, gestures, non-verbally, expression, all of that. And so that to engage the body in the conversation or in the expression is very uh, helpful. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it reveals... Um, it reveals maybe, not maybe, deeply held beliefs that we are not consciously aware of. And uh, Moreno, but also really took a lot from theater. So I have to really mm-hmm. say that. So we work mm-hmm. on a stage. Uh, the person is not a, a, um, a client or a patient. It's the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the therapist is the director. So there's mm-hmm. a different language. And mm-hmm. often what comes out in a psychodrama is worth going to therapy with afterwards. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's big revelations, I feel. So mm-hmm. I hope I answered the question. So what it is, it's the involvement and the, the use of our body. Mm-hmm. And um, there's more to psychodrama. There's role play. Yes. There's a lot. It's a huge answer. Yes, yes. it's not yes. even a fair question. But there yeah. you have it. And what's interesting, Sylvia, is I just con- made a, a connection, which I'm, sh- of course, you're aware of. Bessel van der Kolk, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, who has, it's been on the New York Times bestseller list for like, I don't know, 70, 80 weeks. It's astonishing because it's not an easy read. It's very dense. He's a dense writer, but uh, the title of the book is The Body Keeps the Score. And so Joseph Moreno, back at the turn of the previous century, Mm -hmm. with this idea, Bessel van der Kolk now uses psychodrama in his work when he's working, doesn't he? And yes. his work is around trauma because the body, our bodies hold our wisdom, our knowing, our experiences. Yes, yeah? yes, yes, yes. Yes, Melanie. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty also, um, I feel, uh, like a circle of coming together, which goes way back. Also, Bessel van der Kolk, who is the trauma expert, I think, mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Yes. of the time. And there are many other great people working uh, in the field of trauma. Um, but he includes, in, in The Body Keeps the Score, it's, I think, a, be- a great book, uh, mm-hmm. where he writes about uh, drama therapy, you know, mm-hmm. theater, yes. but uh-huh. also including uh, these ancient traditions of um, movement, yoga, tai chi, qigong, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into um, um, the trauma work. He also says it takes a village to heal mm. the impact of trauma. I want to make really mm-hmm. clear that he also says that nobody can treat trauma because we cannot make unhappen what happened. Mm-hmm. The trauma event or the ongoing People mm-hmm. have complex trauma with is repeated yes. traumatic yes. events, abuse, neglect, terrible mm-hmm. things um, that cannot be unhap- made unhappen. Mm-hmm. It happened mm-hmm. and it had it altered and changed our nervous system. Mm-hmm. And the impact of that is that people who went through trauma and we can talk about COVID a little bit if you want what happened in a bigger scale. Uh, but um, what happened is that the impact is such that it changes our um, our stress responses and our uh, our awareness or the nervous system awareness assessment of risk and safety. Mm-hmm. So that is that is pretty Im- impacted and debilitated. That system, our nervous system, mm-hmm. that people who had this trauma um, cannot really trust their bodies. Mm-hmm. anymore or they feel they cannot trust their bodies mm-hmm. because it hasn't protected them that inner knowing yes yes and i think it's so important to keep saying because it's so easy to forget that this the things you're describing now sylvia stenitzer these are physiological responses over we, which we have very little control although we can do a lot to learn to manage these and sort of head them off at the pass uh doing things like having uh, a discipline of an embodied mindfulness practice. There are all kinds of things to help, but it's not, I'm not a bad person. Mm -hmm. I am not doing something wrong. I'm not talking myself into having a traumatic response in my Mm -hmm. nervous system. It's the physiology because the body keeps the score because the trauma 
happened. These yes. things in the world right now are happening. Yes. I, I, I can't even, I can't talk about it right now because I can tell I'm going to get upset, but we will talk about it. It's, it's important mm -hmm. that we talk about what's happening because on some level, whether or not we're sort of consciously paying attention, our psyche, our soul knows what's going on. We feel it. Yes. Um, oh gosh. And so we can now talk about collective trauma. We can talk about inherited trauma. Mm -hmm. We can talk about interpersonal neurobiology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you, I mentioned the phrase and you talked about interpersonal neurobiology sort of hand in glove with psychodrama. Mm-hmm. Let's finish that piece of our conversation mm -hmm. first, okay? Sure. Yes. Um, well, as I mentioned, is to include the body and the awareness of, let me think for a moment here. Um, well, th th what's on, uh, for me, my mm -hmm. personal experience is what we address in psychodrama uh, is both um, modalities believe that our earlier experiences are personality forming, you know, the first mm -hmm. two, even mm -hmm. five years. Mm -hmm. uh, this is where our sense of self is being formed, our sense of the world, and how relationships are done, quote unquote. You know, mm -hmm. we have mm -hmm. our parents and we have our mm -hmm. little environment, how relationships mm -hmm. work. Mm -hmm. And that has a major impact how it, it is the foundation of the wiring of our nervous system and the self-concept. And that's the same in, in it, it, and that both modalities say and know that this is, uh, this is stored implicitly. So the, in psychodrama and the dynamic world, we talk about the unconscious level or subconscious, but unconscious, and interpersonal neurobiology calls it implicit. And they can now really, the science backs up the experiential methods, I feel, through functioning MRIs and through knowing that our brain, uh, about our brain development, that the first two years, we have no other way than store our experiences implicitly. Yes, because, because we do not yet have language. We do not have the capability to verbalize. Right. And that is what imp an implicit memory is, correct? Yes. It's, as opposed to explicit. Explicit, exactly. And there's another structural thing in the brain uh, that is now really helpful. So it's not a matter, we talked about it in our last interview, it's not That's a matter okay. of belief anymore. Like mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I have to convince somebody. It's now scientifically yes. uh, proven that mm -hmm. we have only the amygdala that is working in the first two years to store memory. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. next level of memory is um, processed. There's always you know, a lot of interaction in the brain. It's mm -hmm, not just mm -hmm. one part, but it's the hippocampus, which is really coming online only between two and five years of age. And that is what they call the cognitive mapper. So here is the first time where there is a timeline in the implicit, in the first, in the amygdala, there is no timeline. It's all a sea of, like when you talk about fear, anxiety, that mm -hmm. is sort of an implicit and it's sort of free floating, yes, uh, a sort the, of sense. It's a yes, sense. Yes, it's a sense, mm -hmm. absolutely. While with uh, when we first remember I and my dad or dad and I went to the zoo, mm -hmm. this is a, a explicit memory that yes. we can access. Mm -hmm. But explicitly, we put our mind to it and say, when was that? Oh, yes, I remember. I was maybe four and it rained and we went to da-da-da. Mm -hmm. But the implicit, you cannot do that. So we mm -hmm. cannot get to the implicit memory through our middle prefrontal cortex or through our conscious awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's where the experiential um, therapies come in. Or we talked mm -hmm. about, you started out with interoception, actually. Mm -hmm. As you said, you mm -hmm. know why you were, you felt all this, what's happening inside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. is a, that is a, that's an access to our unconscious, I feel. Yes. It's fascinating. I mean, we really yeah. could talk about this all day long. Yes. Well, it's what we do professionally, yes. uh, <laughs> but, but because it is so fascinating and, um, 
I'm telling you, I know this from both personal as well as my professional experiences that when, when we are really, when someone is really stuck, really blocked, really cannot break a pattern, mm -hmm. it is because there is something, something in our bodies, in our being, in our mm -hmm. energy, almost always from those first two to five years, mm -hmm implicit memory that we just can't talk it out because we don't know what it is. But we also can't take the action we need to begin to change those patterns until we can articulate and feel. So helping yes. me feel yeah. what I need to feel yeah. and put the words to it. Yeah. And it's so, it's, you know, it really is unbelievably complex what we do. I have to say. Like, it is. Wow, this is crazy. Say, it really. is very complex. Very complex. And you, to make the very complex, um, put it up into the simpler level now, yes. what you just yes. addressed is super important. And it is, it actually is simple. Mm -hmm. It is what you said is no is noticing and naming. Mm -hmm. And it's bridging mm -hmm. these um these two realms of body and mind. And we talk about the yes. body-mind anyway, because yes. there is really no separation. I, know. I keep joking. You know, I don't take my my mind out wherever it lives and or my brain and put yeah. it on the, you know, I don't put it on the table next to me when my body goes to sleep at night. Yeah. It's yeah. like we all go to sleep together. Yes. Right. Or we lay there awake at three o'clock in the morning, worrying, having anxiety, depending. Exactly. But, but yeah. Yeah. This yeah. whole, the fact that we have to have a phrase body, slash or dash mind mm -hmm. as if they're separate things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it is a statement about how uh oh i don't know something uh, the separation we aren't separate from right and We're i know separate. that people we are not and and there's a lot of not a lot but it's in the mainstream you know what would happen if descartes if we would not have followed Descartes, I think, therefore I am. Oh, that makes me crazy. You know, I'm still so mad about him. And so, <laughs> and uh, Aristotle, I don't, and, and then also, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we do, and it's so repetitive, but um, we do live, the you know, in a more left brain oriented mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not really true either, because I've been studying decision making quite mm -hmm. a bit yes. uh, for my ethics uh, work mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. with with uh, in the continuing education uh, courses, and there is a lot of there are a lot of studies now conducted uh, about embodied cognition. It's mm -hmm. called embodied mm -hmm. cognition, and really the the studies show that we we use you know our gut brain, our mm -hmm. heart brain, and our head brain mm -hmm. to make decisions. And really if we can learn to integrate these because they give us all different messages too. So here we are, it's complex and not simple. But that there is the outcome is that people make wiser decisions. It's in regard to leadership also. Yes. Yes. Uh, if we allow the input of our whole body mind in one yes. word, not yes. the slash, in one yes. word. Yes. Yeah. All of us, to allow yes. all of us into the conversation, yes. because in fact, all of us is already in the conversation. And yes. the more we fight that reality, the more we fight right. who we are and what we are here to do. As you were yes. talking about at the very beginning of the show, Sylvia Stenenzer, mm -hmm. there's one, uh, you have a, a, a very short quote from Rumi on your website. Mm-hmm. There is a voice that doesn't use words. Mm -hmm. Listen. Yes. And I think that mm -hmm. so beautifully describes what we've been talking about all this time. Ah, uh, la, 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 la. Interos well, I know, deep breath, and we have like deep three breath. minutes. Still, we have to take a break. So we have three minutes. Do I dare dive into interoceptive awareness? Which is like, that's a whole, another whole bunch of syllables. And the and we have been talking about it, actually. Yes. Um, and this you is a quote. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm what sorry. I have is a quote, no, from, and it just came through my inbox yesterday and yours as well from Sounds True. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually ordered that woman's book and I apologize, listeners. I have no idea what it is that I just ordered. It's but uh, I will Susan Sands and it's called 
Oh, oh something with inside, inner, inner. I'm, I'm going to put it <laughs> on. I will post. I will post it on the description on the website, listeners. So sorry, um, but it, she says the emerging science of embodiment, which is what we have been talking about already this whole first half hour. The emerging science of embodiment tells us that body sense or interoceptive awareness is a crucial factor for our well-being across yes. the span of our lives. So it's kind of a big concept. It is. It is. And it's also not new. I have to say that. I mean, it's now coming into the scientific world, mm -hmm. the awareness, as Susan Sands also said, is like the last 20 years. But there have been pioneers like uh, William Reich and Alexander mm -hmm. Lowen and many people in the dance world like Anna mm -hmm. Halprin and mm. oh, there's so many names and Emily mm -hmm. Conrad. I mean, there is, there is that awareness has been with us since the beginning of time. Again, yoga. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Buddhist mindfulness, loving kindness. Yes, Do yes. we need to take the break? Uh, no, not so, yet. So, and now it's like science, I feel, is finally catching up. It's yeah. the circle. And that's exciting yeah. because it addresses mm -hmm. also the modern human. Do you know what I mean? We live yes. in the 21st century. So yes. that is helpful. Um, there's a lot of Italians in their research. I love that. I always say that because <laughs> more, you know, they talk a lot with gestures, Italians, and yes, there's a lot of interaction, and uh, you know, yes, um, a lot of um, passion, a lot of yes. passion, a lot of fire. Yes, yes, yes. And so, um, yeah, the interest. Uh, you started out with it when you shared like what you were feeling. To be aware yes. of it and to name mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is the first. We, everybody can, I shouldn't say everybody, but it's everybody can well, practice that. Everybody can learn it. It is, this and is a learn that. Everything that we are talking about, listeners, are they are learnable skills. Mm -hmm. And that is what Sylvia and I spend our, first of all, we learn it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because how can I teach you, especially something that's deep and complex and, and coming from our feeling body and our implicit uh, memories and embodied yeah. awareness. I have to know what that feels like first. Yes. And as Sylvia is math, so masterful at doing, all right, we are now going to take a quick break. Oh my gosh, we have so much more to talk about. I'm Dr. Melanie Hart. The show is Living from Happiness. The station is KSFR 101.1. But right back with Sylvia Stennett. I'm Dr. Melanie Harth. The show is Living from Happiness and the station is KSFR 101.1 FM. And I'll tell you what, I do love doing this radio show because I don't care how I'm feeling beforehand or yesterday or, you know, this afternoon right now, I am so super involved and engaged in this conversation with Sylvia Stenitzer. I so believe in what we're talking about and I know how masterful Sylvia is at mm. the skill sets that we're talking about listeners. Mm -hmm. Sylvia is a licensed professional clinical counselor in Santa Fe, private practice as a psychotherapist. She also trains the trainers. Uh, we have been talking about embodied awareness or mm -hmm. interoceptive awareness and if you missed the first half, please, let's just go back and download the podcast because there's so much we cannot go back and do it again. Plus, we have so much more to talk about, which is why I'm talking so fast. <laughs> Sylvia Stenitzer, how can embodied awareness or this interoceptive awareness help us as we age? As we age. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Well... As Again, we live, at, perhaps it's really as we, a, just, live. As we live our lives and, yes. and we stay alive yes. in our lives. Yes. We, we, I don't mm -hmm. want to be not alive in my life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. And that, that's part of your, the answer already, Melanie. Yeah. And that's what I love <laughs> talking to you is really very enriching for me and exciting. So um, it, I think it has to be about being alive the sense mm. of being alive is definitely for me uh, part of that is to to know what i'm feeling 
or to to feel what I'm feeling, mm -hmm. to sense my internal state of being. Okay. Um, let me think a moment. I want to make good use of the time here. Uh, but I, I have to tell you a little anecdote. I was invited at a party, many pre-COVID, mm -hmm. and people were asking something about me, I forgot, and said, well, I have to tell you, I have a very rich inner life. Mm -hmm. And that became sort of a bit the party, you know, it's like, that is really exciting, you know, and people <laughs> yes. were laughing and said, what mm -hmm. inner rich life, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And it really comes to that, that... Um, to know, I was always passionate about knowing uh, w why I'm doing what I'm doing. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's like there's mm -hmm. there's um, something that gives me um, so much more richness in my life if mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. in, invest in my own being inside. Does that make sense? So for yes, example, it does. Yeah. It does very much, yeah. and I think uh, your your um, you're actually alluding to, I think, one of the big benefits of paying attention to our inner lives, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially perhaps in this culture as we age, which is desperate to pretend yeah. that we do not get older, that we do not become more vulnerable physically, yeah. and that we, in fact, do not ever die. Well, hello, of course we do all of those yeah. things. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how much pretend uh, work mm -hmm. somewhat um, plastic surgery one gets on one's mm -hmm. physical body you can't redo the whole dang thing right. uh, there are going to be places that are aging and as we focus on our inner life in a culture that mm -hmm. first of all doesn't really uh, pay any attention to that acknowledge it or believe it's even important mm -hmm. i'm here to tell you listeners it's everything it mm -hmm. is everything because mm -hmm. we are aging Mm -hmm. We are aging. We are living in tra uh, potentially traumatic times. I think the word trauma gets thrown around an awful yes. lot in mainstream media. Yes. And it's kind of been co-opted by every other hipster on the planet. But in, yes. Which I think can demean the actual meaning of the word because there's mm -hmm. so much there that we must understand. <coughs> but... Uh, you know, I'm looking at my, um, what do you call this? The waddle under my neck right now. It's like, what is that? Do Am I going to pay attention to that? Am I going to see the wrinkles on my face? Right. Am I going to see the gray hair? Am I going to listen and hear you, Sylvia Stenitzer, in this really engaging conversation? Am I going to be able to come inside myself for a second and go, oh, how do I feel about that? Or what's a question I might have about that? Mm -hmm. Where is the richness of mm -hmm. my living if it mm -hmm. is not mm -hmm. in this embodied experience of mm -hmm. being a human being? Now, that was a ridiculous mm -hmm. mouthful. I don't know if you want to unpack that or not, but yikes. Well, you know what you are addressing is of course of great um accuracy the aging in a in a society that mm -hmm. is in denial about it mm -hmm. it's um I'm, I'm really glad you bring this up and i want to say as we also heard uh, other people talk about i mean there is the reality of the body the real body uh, you know the real body the the functioning of the body and that can be I want to really put this out mm -hmm. into the world too, that we, there are a lot of people ha who ha are in great pain mm -hmm. physically yes. Yes. and there's illness and mm -hmm. all of that. Um, so with great respect for people who are struggling with chronic pain or are having yes. a severe yes. illness, you know, yes. that is a fact of life too. And so I'd be very respectful of that and mm -hmm. not, I want to also say that I have no answer <laughs> or the answer. Yes, I don't either. I don't know but that there is. That there is, exactly. But I know that going inside is probably the better idea <laughs> to, in, <laughs> than listening to 
all what's coming at us to mm-hmm. connect. Mm-hmm. It's about self-connection, I feel, mm-hmm. and to yes. connect even with our organs and with mm-hmm. what's happening inside and mm-hmm. what you see me, mm-hmm. Melanie, and putting yes. the hands on my body. Yes. That's what I've been teaching a lot myself mm-hmm. and people that I work with uh, is that self-touch. Mm-hmm. And because that's a somatic, that's this language our nervous system speaks. Yes. Of course, it also listens to soothing words and sounds, mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. touch the heart and the belly and whatever mm-hmm. you want to, you know, your shoulders or what hurts or not hurts is an impact on the body, is an, is an input to our body and say, I'm with you here. I'm, yes. I'm with you. And then there's a conversation mm-hmm. that happens, a conversation mm-hmm. starts to mm-hmm happening and for people who experienced trauma i think especially childhood trauma or traumas very often did not have touch that was soothing or loving or appropriate in fact very often it was the opposite and so we don't even sometimes know what appropriate soothing loving touch feels like and oh yes. my god that's it's a, it's a tragedy yes but it is also the fact that we can learn that skill if you will mm-hmm. that for ourselves we can we i can love myself into wholeness yeah. which someone said here to me in santa fe many years ago Jan Oliver, I don't even know if she's still around, but loving ourselves into wholeness. Oh, beautiful. Is yeah. really what we're all talking about here. Yeah. And um, and this idea of, of being able to feel safe enough in my own little physical body. Because in fact, this is my home. This is yes. it. This is my bio suit this lifetime. This is me. And if that wasn't a safe place to be, back in the day yeah i can't i understand it because it was not for me mm-hmm. and that can just set up a whole host of oh god you know we we don't even need to talk about that but we can learn yeah. to love ourselves into wholeness and yeah. all of this is taking me to something that you shared with me in an email sylvia which is ideas for listeners in this episode about how to stay sane and mm-hmm. intact mm-hmm. and po- positively contributing, however we each define that, in this time of profound mm-hmm. suffering and mm-hmm. uncertainty and apparently a lot of destructive forces in right. the world. So yes. you want to take it away now? What do you What do you want to say about that? Well, I I I, I will try <laughs> to. <laughs> yes. No, I I can. You know, I've, I, I'm. I'm pretty. I shouldn't say I'm pretty sure, but I can. Yes, mm. from to people I talk to, and you know that there is that sense. What we you know said in our email exchange of an overwhelm of uncertainty, great suffering. Mm-hmm. in the world and how can you know there's that balance of not shutting down to mm-hmm. it yes. but not being mm-hmm. overwhelmed by it mm-hmm. and that, that's a fine line I feel and it's a very yes. personal experience too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the, we have different nervous systems and different um, windows of tolerance to use mm-hmm. um, yes. um, Daniel Siegel's expression yes. here uh, so what what I, I what I'm, what I feel that balance is, or I don't know if balance is the right word, but the, the worthiness of trying, it's it's important actually, and worth of uh, having joy, finding joy in our lives, mm-hmm. within all of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's a challenge. That has been a challenge for me lately. Yes. I have to say well, that. It's, it is challenging. Yes. It is. Um, to, to live in, in joy when there is so mm-hmm. much happening in, in the destruction around us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but really to do good things for oneself, mm-hmm. to, to 
have self-compassion. I wanted to bring that mm -hmm. up before. Mm -hmm. There's big research by Kristen Neff. I'm yes. sure you're aware of that. And, and yes. Christoph Gorman, it took me a while to really embrace that mm -hmm. approach. Mm -hmm. I come from a Germanic world where there's a little more harshness. You know, you better yes. get it together. And um, yes. uh, so the self-compassion piece has helped me tremendously. Mm -hmm. as, as mm. to, to put my hand on, on my heart and my belly mm -hmm. and say, this is okay. You know, yes. if you yes. feel what you feel, this is okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm with you. It's this with you. Yes. It changes the, the somatic, the body flow. I, I really recommend that. It does. It changes the nervous yes. system. It changes yes. the brain. It changes yes. the neural connections. I yes. mean, it's all about physiology. There's yes. nothing woo-woo no. or crystal mama about any of this. And yet it is still sort of, uh, I th mm -hmm. not shocking, but I don't think everybody buys into this. Yeah. But that's okay. Whether or not uh, people buy into it doesn't change its reality. But the longer it takes for people to buy into this stuff, folks, the longer we are going to stay being absolutely insane yes. as, a, as a race, a, a species. I mean, look at us. I wouldn't say, you know, we're doing a great job out there being humans or being whatever right. it is we are. Go ahead. And that's, you know, that's what happens, Melanie, because you are very expansive and in, in your thinking, um, we can go into philosophy and that's not mm -hmm. the point of our, I feel, of our gathering here. It's that we talk about the embodiment mm -hmm. and I feel this is, you said this so beautiful, the body is our home. And again, <laughs> it's my for, home. Yes. Yeah. And for many people, it's not been safe. So you, you yes. really captured the, I feel the essence of embodiment and what mm -hmm. it entails to recognize that, that we are not, that we were not safe for a long time. And what, how can I make it safe again? That's, I think, what we are talking about. Yes. And you're well, how to come home, Sorry, how to yeah. come home. No, the, and, and, uh, the most beautiful description of mindful meditation I ever read was in the Tibetan uh, book of dying. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, I do not remember the monk's name as twice. I don't remember names in this conversation, and so it goes. But the most beautiful description, definition of mindfulness is gathering the scattered pieces of yourself back home. Just yes. gather the scattered pieces of yourself back home right here. And, and um, we were talking about this in the first half coming back home and this is where I live and learning yes. that here me is a safe place and if it wasn't safe for us back in the day I can now as an adult yes. learn what that what it feels like what the conditions are what do I need in order to soothe myself to feel balanced to yes. help my nervous system reset itself back into the parasympathetic nervous state which is um it's yes it's what we can do and we can do that yes. there's so much hope in yes. everything that we're talking about and in these times that are so triggering mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. um, for so many of us when i am cruising through social media because i need to take a break for a second and i'm looking for you know dumb cat videos or whatever mm -hmm. and i come across uh, a, mm -hmm. a photograph from ukraine Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. you know, that's mm -hmm. not what I was looking for. That was yes. not helpful. My nervous system is gone. Right. Okay. So pay attention yes. to that. Name yeah. it. Feel it. Come yes. back home. Keep yes. coming back home. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. And so when you said coming back home, um, or when you talk about the parasympathetic state of being mm -hmm. in the sense of, you know, in the polyvagal theory, we call it the ventral vagal space, which people don't have to read. It's the green zone where you feel connected to yourself and quite okay. Mm -hmm. There's a continuum. I can mm -hmm. feel okay and super happy, ecstatic. It's mm -hmm. all in the same state of the nervous system. But also what you describe is so important. It's the, the being uh, resilient, Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's an overused word too, mm -hmm. but a flexible nervous system so that we don't get stuck. You mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, because being stuck 
is um, in the nervous system is that we have really not many choices how to be yes. and how to experience ourselves and the world. That's the fight, flight, freeze response yes, that I exactly. think most people have heard of. We're stuck yes. in one of those choices. Yes. Or mm -hmm. we vacillate. Or states. Mm -hmm. Yes, right. states. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, or we vacillate yes. uh, mm -hmm. between the freeze and the fight flight mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. very rarely come back to that where is home? The green that, zone. Oh, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And what you just said is, is a, a great example. Like you're looking for something of a distraction, which is mm -hmm. also a regulation. Mm -hmm. you know nervous system regulation yes yes thank you yes. nervous mm -hmm. system regulation and then you see uh, an image of the ukraine and you get thrown yes. into yes. what if yes. but then to notice that and mm -hmm. really also uh, it's really about the noticing it's like wow this really hit me mm -hmm. and to give this a, a breath really yes and again listeners sylvia has her hand <laughs> on her heart yeah and and again sort of reassuring your body reassuring yeah. your nervous system, reassuring your mind and your brain mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it's okay. I'm mm -hmm. with you. You're not yeah. alone. Right. Here we are. Home is okay. Okay. It's a little bit better. It's a little yeah. bit better. Now we can pick it back up and do the next thing we need to do, choose to do. Yes. Uh, and that, and it's a constant, I mean, I don't do this once every week or so. I, sometimes I need to do it all day long. Or if I don't do it, if I'm not paying attention, I am a crazy person. Yeah. Okay. I'm a crazy person. What, no, the way that, the ways in which that manifests no, really. for me. Yes. It, 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 and I hate the way that feels. See, what you say is so important. You say, I am a crazy person. And that is, we, I think many of us can relate to that, to that energy. And you're waving what? your hands around and yeah, you all appear like, and your voices yeah. appear. Yes. Right. And so that yes. we come back, as we said, the inter and that's not easy mm -hmm. to, I have another, you know, I talk with a lot of gestures, like to that. Yes. That the, <laughs> to, to, um, catching ourselves or whatever the mm -hmm. you know we use mm -hmm. a lot of words action mm -hmm. words really for the yes. body right yes. Yes. so how can i catch myself or can yes. i um, yes. contain or all these uh, words that um so that we don't get as um also daniel siegel calls it being hijacked by our limbic system. Yes, hijacked by our limbic. That is so important yeah, because yeah. it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And yes. it's sort of out of our control. I mean, it happens in less than a second, yes. for sure. Yes, right? I, I, that's very important what you say. The nervous system has a very predictable pattern of response mm. or it you does. Know, reaction. It does. And, and there's great hope in that. And yes. I think it's part of what's allowed uh, uh, neuroscience and neuropsychologists and people such as you and I doing the work we do. Right. Uh, uh, I do. I use it myself. I don't ask my clients to do anything I don't do myself because I need to do it because right. I don't like feeling the other mm -hmm. way when I'm hijacked mm -hmm. by my limbic system, which is not something I consciously go around looking, oh, I'm going to hijack my limbic system. Yeah. No, it happens in less than a second and I'm off to the races. Right. But it's right. predictable. And how to help soothe our nervous systems yes. is also, we know so much about that now. Yeah. We have just a little bit of time left, Sylvia Stenitzer, and we mm -hmm. haven't talked at all about relationships with others. We've talked mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. about our relationship with mm -hmm. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Can we talk a little bit about relationships. That's one of the things you focus on in your work in the world. Right. Um, I, I believe I, I offered workshops uh, quite some years ago, uh, healing in relationship, mm -hmm. uh, which is a big theme or mm -hmm. a big, yeah, it is. Uh, again, I have, I go back to how we, start out as humans and mammals too of course mm -hmm. yes. we have a yes. lot in common with our mammal <laughs> mammalian brothers and sisters but the moment we are born we are we only know that we exist because somebody else looks into our eyes i said mm -hmm. that on your program before yes. but it's so fascinating because yes. we have our brain is there 
the, the basic functions are there, but there's no thinking or I am mm -hmm. Sylvia. I was just born to my mother in Austria. This is not happening. Right. So it's really that um, the relationship is, or to know who I am, I actually need the other. So that is a yes. bit of a contradiction with like going the interoception. Mm -hmm. We, you know, it, it coming in, mm -hmm. coming in, yes. but also that is also the gift of group work, for example, mm -hmm. or when we come together is that I can see myself in you mm -hmm. and uh, you mirror certain, you bring out qualities in me that somebody else does not. Yes. And, and if that was disrupted um, oh, yes. or lacking, yeah. it, in those very early years, as we talked about first half, especially when we're talking about the amygdala, implicit memories, pre-verbal, if, if I am not, if you don't see me as an infant, mm -hmm. I do not exist mm -hmm. in, in an infant's mind. If, and if that is what we are left with, the healing has to happen in relationship with yeah. others, right? At a certain point, one way or the other. Yes, one way or the other. And when you say in relationship, and what you said just really, uh, really touched my heart, you know, mm -hmm. as the infant, because it does happen to a lot of us mm -hmm. uh, that we're not seen. And really, mm -hmm. that's what happens. Um, we don't exist. And out of that experience, of that felt experience, mm -hmm. forms belief system. We form thought patterns. Yes. It's stored in the nervous system and we carry this around for a long time like I don't exist. Yes. And so we make up personas. We, yes. we, we uh, learn to act in the world in ways that keep us alive. We yes. do what we need to do right. to be protected and be cared for so that we stay alive. It is basic survival instinct and yeah. it's basic mammalian stuff because yeah. I know we forget it all the time. We're actually, you know, part of the mammals. We are yes. almost, almost out of time. And I'm yeah. sorry that I didn't bring this whole thing in sooner mm -hmm. because it's so important 30 seconds, Sylvia Stenitzer. Yes. What do you want to say? Um, I would say, please have self-compassion. Mm -hmm. I invite all of us to have self-compassion in the sense to be kind to ourselves. That helps us to be kind to others. Breathe. And I have to quote Titna Khan. Mm -hmm. It says, you people in the West, get up too early. <laughs> Sleep in a little more. Breathe and smile. Oh, and I love that. It's a hard one for me, but I tell you, I'm starting to do it more. Oh, I love, thank you, Sylvia Stenitzer. Yeah. <laughs> this has been such a rousing, wonderful hour with you again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for what you do. Oh, it's my pleasure. Are. It is my pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. I'm Dr. Melanie Hart. The show is Living from Happiness. The station is KSFR 101.1 FM. Thanks to Jeff Curtis for the show's music. And as always, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Here's to your happiness.